What's up, fam? It's your favorite certified transformational nutrition coach, David Wazicki. Welcome back to another edition of Man to Man, a wellness series where we chop it up with other brothers to get their insight on how to go from hellness to wellness. Today, we got someone who's well known around the Black Love streets. He's been on Black Love Doc season six. <laughs> He's been making his rounds on the men's roundtable season two, all over social media. Things gone viral, talking about spirituality and such. He's an actor. He's a producer, amazing father and husband. He's a saint from New York. So, you know, you know, I got to put it out there. <laughs> I got to give him the air horn like we always do. Burr, 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 burr. Give it up for the one, the Hello. only, Ali Me Bollard. What's up, my brother? Stop us. That's my mom in New York. That's my mom. Now we do all the things. Thank you, brother. Thank you for the one. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And because you're from New York, I always give the extra. Only New Yorkers get the air horn on Man to Man. So. Come on, I'm gonna just dog. let that be known. Come on, dog. That's special, David. I appreciate that. And when you edit it, when people see it, can you give me like a real East Coast whoa, 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 whoa for all my West Indians, you know what I mean? bro? That was that was coming nuts because oh yeah, all right. Now I'm home. Now we can talk. <laughs> we got to get into all the things New York in between. But first, we always got to kick it off with the one question to get you man-to-man blue check certified, Ali. It's the one question we ask every man who's yet to answer it the same way twice. You ready? All right, my brother. What does masculinity mean to you? Compassion. Mm. Um, Warmth. Warmth and compassion. Mm. For me, my definition, masculinity, there's... um, I like uh, uh, that metaphor. You have steel that's wrapped up in light, Hmm. in warmth. You know, at your core, you know, that foundation of strength should be there. Not that it's unbreakable, but it should be hard to break you. You know, you're going to require some tenacity, fortitude, you know, to move in this world. You're going to have to be able to have an idea and stick by it. But you want to execute that idea with compassion. Hmm. Mm. being able to adjust, to listen. And when I think of men, when I think of masculinity, because I mean, masculinity, it's a, it's, a, it's a principle, more of a, a divine principle. It's warmth. Mm. Oh, it's nothing like, it's nothing like you see, you see the warmth on a cat. You'd be like, oh, I love this <laughs> yeah. I, I curse. No, no, you could. You do, you know, you'd be like, you'd be like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. a yeah. good, Somebody that walks with that energy is always like, uh, you get those firm yeah. hugs, like love, compassion. You see the strength, but you know that it is wrapped in warmth. Mm. It is wrapped in light. It is not wrapped in some confused ego construction. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that, that goofy stuff, <laughs> you know, I love it. I know I, I don't always, you don't want to be condescending, but it's some of that stuff is so goofy. You'd be like, bro, so that when I see that warmth, that compassion on a brother, I'm just, I'm yeah. at home. Yeah, I feel that. I appreciate you. 
Well, you got this certification right there. And and on top of that, I I feel the warmth. Listen, beyond the New York, but we we gotta start there, right? We gotta start with New York. We gotta start in yes. the Bronx, where you originate from. Oh, oh. <laughs> Come on. Uptown. Come on. Uptown. <laughs> the great researcher of the show, Dominic Lawson, brought up. And what he caught from you is that you often say you growing up, New York was a cross between New Jack City and do the right thing. Absolutely. And that from that, there's there's a lot there. And you know, there there <laughs> there's a lot there. I mean, I could <laughs> just a smidgen, right? Just a smidgen. <laughs> I know what that felt like for me growing up. Spanish Harlem, then all the boroughs. Like I, I've been around the New York block a few times. Yeah. And uh, it, it was a lot of do the right thing with the sprinkle of New Jack City. In particular, one particular apartment building. It was very New Jack City. <laughs> Three floors below me, yeah. to be specific. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes. Roundabout specific. Roundabout specific. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. Give or take. Yeah, I can say three floors. They ain't allowed anyway. They're gone. gone. But I mean, just starting there, like we're coming off the question about masculinity. Now, you think of New York, you think of those movies, you think of real life movies that you grew up in, that I know I grew up in. How did that shape you as the man you are today? Did it add to who you are today? Did it tell you, oh, I need to move in a different direction. Like what what can you speak on about that time in New York that 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 brought you to who you are right now? For anyone, um, you're born into the, the world you're born into. You didn't create it. You got there. You 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 it's like you know Star Trek. You beam in there. You beam in through your mom, you, the uterus and you come on out. So you're you the world is already in motion, baby. <laughs> You learn how to speak the current language, you know, wherever you're at on planet Earth, you know, how they do. They walk like this. You know, you're learning the clothes, you're learning the names of the objects. You were born into a world that's already in motion. It's like a a, a ball rolling down the hill and you kind of emerge on it. But this board is this ball is moving and you got to get up to speed, you know, not no pun intended, yeah, you yeah. know. Or all puns intended to figure out what's going on in the landscape. And so, you know, yet for me, Coming of age, you know, I'm I'm born in '72, right? I'm I'm seeing the '70s in your formative mm. years. I remember the blackout of 1977 in New York. You know, I remember waking up. I'm the youngest. I got four older New York City sisters. You know, so I remember waking up in the, in the apartment like. It's all black, screaming, crying, because I'm five, right? And I'm running to the front, and the whole neighborhood is outside on the stoop. The whole block is outside. And then, you know, you can research what happened about that blackout in 77 in New York City. It was chaos, but the whole city was bankrupt. This is what I'm talking about. You're born into a world where things are going on that have nothing to do with you. The socioeconomic environment has nothing to do with you. It impacts you profoundly. So by the time I'm into my teens and I'm in the 80s, um, you know, what's happening in the world, in my corner of the world, you know, of course, I'm not responsible for it, but I'm smack dab in the middle of it, baby. And that is, you know, the new Jack City aspect. Yeah, that is yeah. the do the right thing aspect. Those are those, you know, world influences, you know, uh, 
the working poor, people living up below the poverty line, the influx of narcotics into your neighborhood, you know, and it impacts you in a way whether you want to deal with it or not. And it, it for me, it hardened me and all of my peoples. We all had to find a way through it. Everybody I grew up with, you didn't have to, you don't, you didn't have a choice if that's where you were right, born. Right. You right. know what I mean? You had to find a way. I mean, if you were born in New York City on Upper West Side, there's there's sections of the name of the of New York City that didn't deal with it in that way, the time the same way. But even if you were, if you were in the Upper West Side in the 70s, New York City was bankrupt. You know what I mean? Like so the city was in a hard yeah. place, yeah. period. You know what I mean? No matter how much money you and so in the 80s, you know, in the Bronx, in that particular armpit of New York City, you know, it was, you know, it was a, a pressure cooker. And so you, everyone of my generation, of my group, we've had to process out the PTSD of our environment. And I'm going to give you an example. Okay. Okay. You know, when I was a teenager, I went to a program called World Leaders 2001 for at risk teens and stuff like that. And we learned about conflict resolution. Hmm. And I remember the, the mentors going, okay, so say you're at a, you know, a bus yeah. stop, right? You're on a train, you know, and someone, you know, steps on your sneakers. Ha. What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it would have been done. (laughs) You like like high order violence comes next. And here, you know, as I'm a father, you know, I'm a a dad, man. That's not normal. I really have to say Mm -hmm. that, you know, without getting too emotional. It's my story. Kids don't have the same story. But I look (laughs) and I go like, you know, your reaction to high order violence, to extreme survival techniques and tactics or that kind of environment really hardwire your mind to think a certain way and you got to go, okay, that's not normal. That's not how humans are supposed to interact. And those mentors, you know, you're, you think the world functions like that, but these older people were like, I want to try to get to you young people and tell you that there is, there are options, even if that happens. And we're like, what fucking other options are there? And they, you know, it was, transformational for me and mind builders creative arts center in the bronx is how i got into the arts and they you know had that those those teaching techniques and they work with us nappy headed <laughs> neighborhood kids to give us a vision and and ultimately you know faith faith is a a ephemeral word for a 16 year old new york of course. kid yep. you know they gave us affection they wanted to hug us. We thought they were all, you know, touchy feely adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Back, back up. I was back like, up. Back the fuck up. Because you're allergic to normal human compassion yes. if that's your yes. environment. Like in your house, in your apartment, your house is good. But you know, as soon as you get outside, New York City's eye contact is a form of aggression. Yeah. I'm going, I know I'm taking my time with this, so please feel free to cut it up. No, no, no. But I these are the, the pieces. Bring it. Yeah. These are the pieces of our world. You know, I always tell people when they come out of our environment, you know, like choosing not to go into violence is a radical act in that environment. You know, all my buddies that did time and, you know, who are not here, that path was so clear and laid out for you. Mm -hmm. Only when you come from that environment, you know, if you didn't choose that path, you made a conscious choice not to. Right. 
that's the easiest thing to do. When I was a kid, the easiest thing to do was to get a burner. Like it was the easiest thing. I mean, try getting a job. That was challenging. <laughs> See that? Facts. Look at yeah. that. Look what I just said. Like an availability for jobs. That was a challenge to get a burner. All you had to do was, yo, yo, Rob, what? I need to get something. All right, hold on. Boom. Two minutes later, yeah. you got this thing. Yeah. Again, that is not <laughs> how it is supposed. Oh, Jesus yeah, Christ, I, man. That's not how it's supposed to be. I feel you. David, get out. No, I listen, I, yeah. I feel you. Like as you're telling this story, I could I could think through the challenges I had where in the household you're being told not to do what's out there outside of these walls, right? But as soon as you go outside of those walls, you got to you got to look out Bro. for self. You got to protect self. You got to learn the streets. You got to learn how to how to keep yourself safe. You got to learn how to get back home. The, the walk to the train, David. Tell them about the walk to the train. You it's the, it's the walk to the train. It's the walk to school. My high school was yeah. one block. I mean, I was basically on the outskirts of straight up hood and I'm going to a school where I was fortunate to get mm-hmm. into like this gifted and talented yeah. program. So fine. Yes. I was I was safe in those walls for the most part, except for this one yeah. dude that always was was carrying. And yeah. I'm like, bro, you're you're yeah. in a gifted and talented school. Why are you carrying? Nevertheless, again, right? Yeah. There is that PTSD that yes. you spoke spoke of. You have to unlearn. And you have to unlearn. But he lived right across the street. So you're dealing with these two realities. Yes. And then you have the additional yes. reality of just the layer of, of being black in America, being melanated in America, having those additional layers. You know what I'm saying? So now it's like layer upon layer upon layer, and it creates this crazy set of trauma. There's a stat where it mentions like growing up in tough neighborhoods in general, the PTSD rates are as high, if not higher, than veterans coming yes. out of the Iraq war. Yes. If you bury four friends by the time you're 17, you're in a combat zone. The, the rate of children dying in the United States of America at you know mass shootings at their elementary schools is higher than the rate of U.S. servicemen serving abroad, period. Crazy. Now, this is This is now. This is, now. This is 23. I mean? this, is, this, this is right now. This is not yeah. 80s stuff. Yeah. That's right yeah. now. This, this mass murder... Is, is, a, is a whole other subject before we step on to that. But, you know, to stay where we are, it, it was, it took a lot, you know, to unlearn so much of that, you know what I mean? And and, I'm not, and, and I was raised in the, in the area where almost everybody was Black or Puerto Rican, you know? And so, like, I didn't really get that everything that was happening was were by forces that were kind of like, you know, uh, directing themselves towards certain demographics yeah. for a certain yeah. effect. They got about redlining, et cetera, you know, like, right, you know, right, like, right. I, so you don't know. So in my environment, they're like seven white people. So like I didn't, you, know, you had to go down to Manhattan to see white people. Right. Right? You know what I'm saying? That was like, <laughs> except for the cops every time they came around. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. After that, you know, and the Italians, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, who 
Well, like in my, you know, my neighborhood, they were not white. They were a separate, a separate in New York City. Right. They were a separate ethnic group hey, yo. that ruled with splatter. Hey, yo. You know, you didn't roll up on an Italian yeah, yeah. thinking it was gonna go easy. <laughs> not in the Bronx. Right, right, right. They were like a whole set. There were white people, then there was these Italians, and we call them Italians. Italians. And they were like, yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah, be careful. Because <laughs> they don't. You know, they got a gold, they got a gold chain like you. They dogs. move different. Yeah. <laughs> Arthur Avenue, shout out. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then I got out, you know, after I became into the arts, mm-hmm. and then I was, you know, I became aware of the bigger world. Yeah. You know, yeah. I got out of the Bronx, you go down to Manhattan, you, you you see the world, and you see what's going on. Yeah. And then where you fit in that, in that picture, in that tapestry of America. And so mm-hmm. I started to grow. You know, I started to meet people outside of my immediate environment. And it just really helped to, you know, to, uh, provide the life that I have now, you know, and it was through generosity. It was through um, charity. It was through people that not related to me, David, that took the time to pour into mm. me, you know, the arts, everything. So everything I know that's beautiful. I mean, aside from my mom and my sisters, you know what I mean? Outside of that was through grace, you know, outside of my immediate family, you yeah. know, grandma, grandpa, everything that came to me, came to me has come to me. It's through grace, generosity, man, and the sweetness of people. Mm. So that that's what informs me about what's good, not what people say, right, right? But how they move in your life. People that gave to me, they didn't have to give to me. That left a a, a seismic mm. impression on what on what goodness is. Mm. Actions over words. That's I mean that's Bro, the every time. Every time. Is that what Maya Angelou said? I, like you, you know you don't you don't always remember what people say. You do remember how they made you feel, and I'm I'm attributing that to Maya Angelou, and I'm butchering the quote a little bit. But the the, the yapping, you know, the yapping doesn't mean nothing. Yapping is bullshit. Anyone can follow the script. You know how they made you feel. You know when you got up close, what was going on with them. Outside of a few very convincing charlatans, and there's a few charlatans out there. There's a few shapeshifters, you know, that they're not what they yeah. are. But outside of that, most people ain't dumb. Yeah. They they smell you, yeah. you know, and especially young kids. I was going to say, especially young you know? kids, especially New Yorkers. We got the BS yeah. test. We <laughs> we got that in our DNA. <laughs> It's always a vibe check with New Yorkers. It's always, and, and that's why as a guy, I always, because I know New Yorkers, I always put out the vibe first. Oh, I love that. I love that. I, you know, I address myself, King, how you doing, brother? I always put out mm. the vibe, you know, you know, you, you know, with women, what's up, sister? How you doing, my sister? What's going on? You always put out the vibe. So like, oh, that's how you come. That's why I'm, that's, that's my channel. I'm, I'm sticking to two and ten. <laughs> We're going to be right there. You know? Unless you get wild with yeah. me, nothing wild is going to happen. Yeah. You know, like Wakanda forever. Wakanda We're gonna keep forever. It <laughs> because it helps. It helps set the tone of what you could not uh, expect to ever come from me. And I, I have found that to be really good as a professional, you know, as an actor, working, you know, CBS, ABC, you know, since I was a kid, you know, it's it's been great to people to kind of whisper about what they're going to expect from you. And it'd be, you know, yeah, he's probably, you know, you yeah. know what I'm saying? He's not going to be throwing tomatoes right. when you're not looking. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's worked out well right. for me. <laughs> now, let, let me ask this, because there, there's another note here. We're, we're talking energy. I'm a big believer in energy and energy exchange. I'm also a big believer in mindset. And um, there's a note, you're raised by a single mom. 
there, there's something about this reverse psychology, this concept of being a good slave. Can you expand on that? I told you we dig deep around these parts. We dig deep around these parts. <laughs> it ties back into the first thing I was speaking about, your environment yeah. and how you raise yourself out of, you know, where you start is not where you end up. Yeah. You know, there's there's a piece of that. And then a lot of it has to do with what you're going to do, you know, what you decide to do with your life. You know, that free will is a mug. Mm-hmm. You know, you can rely on your circumstances, but so much when free will, there's a door that comes with that. And so my mom was always you know, checking me out, you know, um, I was the only boy in the house. And so I think she knew the environment we were in, you know, she didn't have help. That would have been really nice. So she had to find ways. She had to make do what she had. And so part of, you know, putting like a a, a lock on your phone for children, you know, she gave me a concept, an idea, which is one of the most powerful things you can do, you know, positive and negative um, to try to help me combat and make good decisions. Uh, um, make good decisions, make good choices. They, they say they tell you now, and so she was telling me about you know some of the gangsters we would see in our neighborhood, you know, yeah, and how that revered where I came from, and or at least respected. Um, and my mom said, "Ah, good slaves." I was like, "Excuse me, that's such a disrespectful thing." I got real intellectual for all of a sudden, you know. <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, you know, there's a there's a path laid out for you guys." Mm. She's talking about you men. You, you know, you tough guys out there. There's a path laid out for you guys, you know, good, obedient slaves. Mm. You know, there's a whole, they got a place where they put all you guys. Wow. You know, factual facts are a motherfucker <laughs> because factual facts check yeah. out, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So all you tough guys go to the, the good slave place where you actually do slave work, free mm. labor. Mm. Like she hit me with where, where that ends up. Yeah. You know, you watch New Jackson, where you where, you know where this goes yeah. and you create a culture of, you know, a sense of pride out of it, you know, but the truth of the matter is, you know, you are a commodity. Right. Right. That's powerful. That's powerful. I didn't, I didn't know what was coming. You're a slave. Hmm. And then you watch and the years later, the, the 13th comes out and you see the mechanism. Yeah. You know the focused mechanism to target to target a demographic of which you you are a part of yeah. to create the same effect to turn your body into commerce and so you limit those resources you limit options you trivialize misdemeanors into felonies mm-hmm. you try to get you in a cage and now the double part is when you privatize that cage the cage makers charge the state for you being in Correct. there. Mm-hmm. And then you work for free for pennies. So products come out of the research, what comes out of your prison system, products, real things, almost free labor. And then you charge the state. So a state sponsored for the cage and you charge for that cage more than it costs for higher education. Mm. So are these luxury suites in these cages? No. But the cost to have you in that cage higher than it costs to go to higher education. And then this product that comes out of the gorgeous obedience (laughs) ones that get themselves into these cages, but she doesn't, from the outside, you don't see the mechanism, the mechanisms pressing on your existence, Mm. the, the focused amount of harm directed towards you. 
you're too small, you're too young to get it. And so that that conversation wasn't going to, I'm, I'm older now, that conversation was going to go way over my head. So my mom was just like, them good slaves, mm. they obedient. Mm. You know, uh, that self-hatred is such a self-fulfilling pro- prophecy. And my mom was super black pro-black. My mom was like, a black man created the question mark. A, a black man invented air. I was like, I thought my mother was a psycho. <laughs> she, every, she, she was like, my big fat Greek wedding. Yeah, yeah. You remember my big fat Greek wedding? My father was like, well, the Greeks made this, <laughs> right? But the, the Greek, my mom was like, that dude, wow. everything <laughs> went well, She was trying to Jedi me because she, she knew in public school education, you weren't getting the factual facts. Yep about the contributions of your people to human civilization, not American culture, human civilization. Mm. There's omission, these book bans going on now, that's always been going on. History, omissions, you watch Apollo 13, love that movie, you watch Hidden Figures, you're like, okay, so some shit was missing out of Apollo 13. The motherfucking female human computer that made that shit happen. Nobody's, that's not malice, but that's omission. Do you understand the pivotal point? And so my mom was trying to find ways around that. And she was like, I know what you'll, I know what you'll stop because I'm not as dumb as I always wanted to be. So if when you hit me with factual facts, I'll still argue, but they start to germinate because your shit makes sense. And I can know how, and I know how to add and I can't get away from knowing how to add. You know? Right. Two and two and four, motherfucker. No matter how much I wanted to be eight or 12, my mom knew like, I'm going to tell him something that he's going to burn mm. over, but I'm right. Mm. Yeah. And she was like, that's good slave. There's a path made for you little colored boys mm. and you obediently follow it. Good work. Not even don't do it. Good work. Slave. I couldn't unshake it. You know, and uh, there's books now that speak to this thing she was trying to impress upon me. You know, um, um, I'm forgetting the the, the, the great book. Um, um, I'll, I'll, I'll get it later. I'll say it later. Okay. I, I have okay. a copy from my nephews, but there's a, a brother wrote a good book about that. Um, the new, the new Jim Crow, I think is what it's called. The, the new Jim Crow. I think that's I think so. I'm forgetting the author. Yeah. The new yeah. Jim Crow. So it talks about the evolution of, you know, apartheid 2.0 into Jim Crow, into this modern system of incarceration that is, you know, modern day, the way it's done. Yeah. Not, not rep- repercussions for your actions. That's not what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. When right, the disparity right. in sentences, you're, you're seeing a, de- a, a demographic being targeted, you know, for a real specific purpose, which is commerce, which is so spiritually corrupt. When you look at it with a naked eye, it it would make you weep. The amount of evil that people invest for pennies. Literally. It, mm-hmm. um, it boggles. It's so spiritually bankrupt and corrupt that if you thought about it like objectively, like it wasn't you, like in another country. Right. So over there, they go after those people. Yeah, man. And here's what they do over there. They make these little true funny laws and they give when they go up for pickpocketing and this one goes to pickpocketing, and they give this person 75 years, they give that person nothing. Like, oh my God, they do that in Bangalore core. Yes, can you believe it? But it's America. You're like, oh, right. And you're the person catching the sun. You're like, oh shit, right, right. Yeah. 
you know, and so it helps sometimes to separate yourself from it so you can see it objectively. So my mom Jedi'd me. She wanted to make sure that I understood that a path was laid out for me, that I wasn't really choosing so much as following and all my tough guy buddy friends that we looked up to, you know, were following a path. They weren't really choosing anything. The hardest thing was to not choose that. The hardest thing was to think for yourself. The hardest thing was not to take the easiest choice available for you. But she had to cons- uh, put it in my mind in a way that was irrefutable, mm-hmm. but that, you know, had a great click on it. Good slave. Yeah. And, and that was my warning whenever I wanted to uh, follow um, that path, you know, you know, that's, you know, dripped in darkness, you know, dripped in, you know, violence, dripped in evil. You know, you know, demonic energy, man. Yeah. To no, make a better choice. You can. It's harder, but you can, and it, it helped me. And I wind up sharing that with my peers at the time, and um, I. It helped some of my friends, and I didn't know. Beautiful. One of my friends in high school was a quick note was a huge independent pharmaceutical rep. There we go. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't know because he was one of those good ones, right? That didn't broadcast, you know, his business. And I had shared that concept. We used to ride the bus together, you know, like 11th, 10th grade. And um, I shared this thing with him, you know, because everybody, you know, my name, you know, we're on the bus and he was like, but you know, people got to eat. I was like, I know, I know, I know we got to eat, but not by killing each other, right? He was like, yeah, you got a point. Like, I know, I know, I know. But like, <laughs> he used to battle me on this point. And I didn't know why I was getting so much pushback. Yeah, yeah. Graduation from high school. He said, yo, Ali, me. And it, he almost tell you something, man. And remember that's those talks about, you know, being a good slave, man, about not, you know, um, harming our own people. I was like, yeah. He's like, you know, you uh, you helped me with something, man. Mm. And, you know, he told me about his pharmaceutical business. This is a real story. This is a real story. And he's like, yo, I changed. I, I stopped doing that. I let that business go. Wow. Wow. My mom's wisdom, her desire to help me have a better life, you know, I had ingested it and it flowered in me and I was able to share it. You know, this is a real story. That's a real thing that happened. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and um, so just, you know, that's. It's powerful. That's uh, it's powerful. Ah, yeah. I'm emotional. <laughs> I guess that's a real story, you know. So, uh, yeah, man, that's uh, that's the, the wisdom of my mom and her, her her love for me and for all of us, for her, you know, to have a better world for her children. Yeah. And I, I, I could see that. I could see that influence and I'm pretty sure after hearing this story how much of an influence even subconsciously right even at a young age it may not have been there but subconsciously it was and subconsciously you were marinating on it right subconsciously it just Dude. it kept breaking through yes yes David. And that's the groundwork yes. wow yes um, I, how i raised my children how we me and my wife raised our kids you know those principles of how to ask. see you know? yeah how you, you 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 don't come at directly at children all the time. The big concepts 
are, you know, don't, they're too heavy or cumbersome to the, the theoreticals. You have to go with bits, mm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I, you know, I share something with my kids, you know, uh, as they're in middle school, you know, or in high school, you know, and go off to college, just about, you know, in small bits. So like, you know, uh, listen, uh, I'm going to share this with you guys. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a hundred percent PC, but you know, uh, uh, <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, I'm, let me ask me another question. I, I don't know if I should share it. It's so, it's so he's like, it gave me a trouble. Am I going to have a career after this? Airs? Yeah. <laughs> 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 what Daniel Dad, Craig said, he said, I, uh, uh, 007 James Bond, he said, I've taught my kid to not touch your kid. But if your kid touches my kid, I've taught my kid to punch your kid in the mouth. <laughs> That's not my, you know, uh, my, one of my governing philosophies for the kid is, you know, uh, don't start any trouble. Don't take no shit. Don't start no trouble. Also, love yourself enough not to take no shit, not to go to school and eat shit. Mm. That's not why I'm sending you there. Mm. Don't ever start no trouble. Don't ever be the instigator. Don't ever be the shit talker. Same time, do not allow people to talk shit to you. Walk away from that situation. If you can't walk away from it, then you're going to have to confront it. I'll be down there in two seconds flat. Don't worry about that. You good. I got you. You live in the suburbs. You ain't got to worry about no smoke that we can't handle over here. You have to teach self-esteem. Mm. What you believe mm. about yourself will determine your life, your destiny, your human time on earth. Like Oprah Winfrey is great for saying, you, know, you don't get what you want. You don't get what you desire. You get what you believe about yourself. Oh, I'll say that again. Please do. So I'm my you don't get what you want. I want this. You don't get what you desire. I desire. You get in this life what you believe you deserve what you believe about yourself, which is attached to your self-esteem, how you see yourself. And that's why teaching children to love their reflection mm. of what my mom did. She must have knew. Mm. Like, love you. Mom, everything was black. I, I, I was like, my mom, black people didn't create everything. She was like, everything. I was like, <laughs> you sure? As I got a team, are you sure? Like there was no Chinese people did nothing. Right. They have a whole country for 5,000 years. Uh, um, bro, you don't think one of those monks did something? She like, black people did everything, son, I tell you. <laughs> As I got older, I was like, okay, I, I see what she was trying to do as a kid. <laughs> I think maybe there are some people that did something on planet Earth. I heard there's, you know, you know, the Middle East and, you know, you know uh, uh, what's that, numerals, you know, yeah, yeah. the algebra, the, Every, you know, like uh, um, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson talks about it, you know, uh, you know, the Arabic numerals, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? That they, you, know, that, you know, like I think other people did something, you know. A little uh, something, a little something. A little something, but she was trying to get in my mind to counter the world I was going, I was born into, that was going to, through omission, tell you you not shit. Sometimes it's direct, but it's kind of great teaching just to omit your black ass mm. from history, you know, and give you a little chapter on slavery as this is your inception into world history. That, that lays in your mind. There we go. Your, your, your intro into world history is American 
modern chattel, you know, state-sponsored, you know, human trafficking. That's what I like to call it. State-sponsored human trafficking by many international nations, right? Mm. And that's that's how you step onto the world stage. Really? <laughs> I mean, I could punch holes in that. <laughs> I think, like, I think there's some factual facts I kind of disagree with that, you know. But this is what she knows that New York City public school education, this is what I was going to encounter. And they were going to teach me about ancient societies, you know, Greek and Romans, you know right, what I mean? Right. Uh, they were going to teach me about ancient China, mind you, but, you know, Greek and Roman, but they were going to, through omission, leave out the contributions of people that look like you, you know, out of human history and what you would learn would be this. And so that would impress upon you, you know, <laughs> where you sit <laughs> on the historical bus. Yeah. Little black ass in the back. Yeah. It does, it's, but it's by design. Your omission, not giving you your flowers, mm. that is by design to get you in your mind to think less than. Because if you can, if you will accept it in here, if you will accept it in there, you will reproduce it out there. Right. Now, why is that important for somebody else? Owners and workers, back to commerce, back to this worshiping of currency, back to, you know, dominating someone else, back to all of these, you know, uh, spiritually bankrupt principles and morals of the way to see the world as first and last, you know, and that was the ball rolling down the hill that my mom was trying to interrupt. And she did a little things here, let me know, or, you know, feeding me a story that, you know, water is created by black people, you know, at the beginning of time, you know, whatever. I was like, you lie, you a lie, lady, you a lie. You know, but she wanted to, she had to try to find a way to stop that ball from impressing itself on my soul. Mm. You know, being a good slave was the other part. Once you understand that he's out there in the world, he's going to, he's walking 10 blocks to school. I don't have the good fortune to take him to school. You know, so he's got to walk with his buddies and with his friends. And I understand the conversation. So, you know, the kind of like governors I'm trying to put on that motor of going down that way. It's like, hey, you know, you would if you choose that, you would never be choosing that. That's given for you. You're following breadcrumbs to your own destruction. Just file that in your little file cabinet, young man. <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and, and it worked, you know, and mom is the is, the, is you know, she's the OG, man. Yeah, she's man. I mean, it. It it created something beautiful that I'm able to speak to right now. Beautiful wow. Ali Me and you and your wife, from what you shared on Black Love to what you share on social to what you share with your family, you know, the the values you speak, the the <laughs> the lineage of values and history, yeah. whether slightly yeah. inaccurate. <laughs> or not, <laughs> you you bring that with you. You bring that yeah. with you for good instead of evil. You see it, and especially you know, for me in particular, as a dad of a beautiful five year old daughter. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> I, I know you already surpassed that twice, so you're like, you no, know, no, 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 that's oh, oh, I I love men with daughters, bro. Yeah, thank you, brother. Oh man. Daughters have a way of cracking you in two. Like none other. You know, that's my one right now. So I couldn't tell you how a son is. However, all the brothers out there that have daughters, my close friends that have daughters, oh. 
I, I just, Oof. there's just a different energy. There's just a different energy exchange. I feel that God does it purposely. <laughs> I, I, I agree. Mean, I don't want to be religious with you. I'm not people, you know, whatever you say is. If, it's the, <laughs> if the universe makes you feel better, then I'll say the universe, you know. <laughs> I think it's done. The fates, okay, I can say the fates. I think the, I love it when they do that too. Men and tough men, uh, men with a high level of, uh, you know, testosterone. Mm. I love it when the universe feeds them, you know, these princesses. You know, I, I've I've literally sat back and watched it. My man, my, my main man, my player from the Himalayas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Him, my, my Himalayan OGs, and you watch them have daughters, and you be like, "Oh, watch this!" Right, 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 right. Watch this man watch be this. dressed in pink at a lollipop party with wings <laughs> on and a tiara, happy as he was on the corner. You'd be like, "There you go." There you go. There you go. Don't think I don't have the pink sneakers. Don't think I don't have. I'm going to show you right now the pink keychain yeah. right here. This is on the keys on, all day, every day. <laughs> it's out there. And I'm proud of it. And I'm proud yes, of it. Yes, you are. And it, and it, yes, you are. Yeah. And you should be. But, you know, and it, it puts you, to me anyway, from what I've seen and observed, you know, you get in touch with your with the feminine spirit, you yes. know, not outside of you, but when it, if it comes, you know, sometimes when it comes to you, if you got a niece you're close to, or a baby sister, or a child or daughter, you'd be like, ah, oh, you, you understand that you don't talk to your daughter the way you know it's you to be in touch with um, if, if that um, that newborn. Show me the world. Uh, feminine energy, yeah, the the yeah, innocence of those yeah. young ages. Yeah. You you know you uh, for me anyway. I've seen people slow everything down. Yeah, slow yeah. everything down. You know, you're like, okay, 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 okay. I can't, you can, you know. And we've learned to transfer some of that to our boys too. You know, you know, when the, when the girl falls, you'd be like, you know, you let her, you know, cry. You know, you I've learned to let my boys cry. You know what I mean? You know, mm. I don't rush my sons, man. Mm. Mm. I don't rush these dudes. Yeah, yeah. The, the world going <laughs> to rush them. The world is going to press them. <laughs> I can't, you know, I can't control the weather. You, you know, the, right. the world going to press these motherfuckers, man. <laughs> so, it, yo, I wish it wouldn't, but it's going to. And so I create. You know, because of how I was raised and what my wife's teachings, I mean, not leave Dawn out of, you know, I, I talked about it, you know, I talk about it easily. You know, my mom was a phenomenal mom. You know, my wife is a tremendous wife, you know, but you know, you know, I, I speak my influences. I'm like, yeah. you know, yeah. what I know how to do well, I, you know, that I created, I'm like, ah, I thought the whole shit up. You know what I'm saying? I did the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, if I'm over here hacking, like, I know how to raise kids, you know, out of the, the genius of my own mind, you'd be like, dog, I'm going to need you to stop. <laughs> I'm going to need you to credit everybody that you learned your shit from, you know? So I always give my mom the credit first and, you know, raising our children, my wife, the credit, man. Mm. Like, you know, of course I come to the table with a lot because of my mom. Right. Right. So I'm sure that made my wife's job, you know, co-parenting. Like, I, I she loves my mom for this, yeah, like respect. Like, like she she's appreciative of the way my mom raised me, you know, as raising uh, children. And she's like, oh gosh, if your mom wasn't like that, I would have had to do so much work, you know. And I'd like totally be like, absolutely. 
Yeah. You know, I give that, you know, that respect goes right up the line. I don't even hold on to any of it. You know, I pass it right on up the chain to the queen, you know, and her, my wife's intentionality with raising kids and knowing how to be thoughtful and, and soft and take your time, you know, mm-hmm. and she hasn't, she's not from New York. She ain't from the inner city. Okay. Like okay. Okay. I is, you know, so she an educated woman, you know what I'm saying? My there dog, you, you know what I'm saying? She got a couple of them degrees and shit, you know? And, she want them smart yacht. Yeah. Yeah. She want them smart yacht, you know? So, but you know, I love that dog, you yeah. know? Yeah. You know, of course, you know, like, I just, it's so much to it's so much to to be fond of. Mm. It's so much to make you smile in your heart, yeah. you know, to watch all of that, you know, um forethought, intentionality, research be directed toward your offspring, you know. And so it's what you know, I told my wife, I'll see you in the next lifetime. I will walk up to you and thank you mm. for the mothering of my children in this one. Mm. That's how impressive I find you. Mm. Shit you not. Mm. I'll, I'm going to carry over a thank you. I'll be like, hey, I don't know you. Uh, somebody said um, about 2,000 years ago, thank you. Here's some flowers. Thank you. And I'm going to go on about my way. <laughs> like, if that's all it is, you know what I'm saying? But perspective, you know, is humbling and terrifying sometimes, if you don't mind me saying, David, you know, when you look at the blessings in your life and then you, you know, you have a moment where you see what it could be. Yeah. And it, it shrivels your balls to the size of raisins. <laughs> fucking, it shrivels your ball, all your man-sized balls to the size of ra- This is the man podcast, it's right? the man podcast. And- you will shovel your balls the size of little prune-ass raisins when you see what could be. When you see what could be your journey, mm. you get real grateful. Mm. You know, when you come home, look at your partner, you be like, hey, I love you. You'd be like, what happened? You saying I love you with some extras on it. Right, right. But no, I'm like, mm-hmm. what happened? <laughs> you like, I'm extra grateful. Like, it always smells different. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't see the ops. You know, like, yeah, I was, I was talking to the ops, and I just, woo! I was talking to Ronald. He was talking about his ex-wife, and goddamn, <laughs> you real grateful today, huh? You gonna there do you them go. dishes? No doubt, no doubt. No doubt. I'm there, bust the suds. Appreciate you, my sister. Be like, you know, shut up. <laughs> it always, I can always tell when you. A lot of times, you can tell when your partner goes out there and so, and they see the world, you know, or you get. Um, even I'll call my mom. It's not even just in those kind of relationships. In all relationships, you know, you'll see someone else's kids. You come home and give your kid an extra hug. Mm. You'll be like, oh, God, I love you. You'll be like, Dad, what? Nothing, nothing. Just uh, I love you. You know, and perspective is great. It also makes you humble and grateful for your life. And you see what could be. And then you see what, you know, you've been blessed with it. It's um, it um, it's really it's it's really good for the soul, man. It's great. It's great soul food. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I can I can feel and know you pass all of this down in the family, in the family day to day, that gratitude. Um, I, I want to ask, and I'm sure this is part of your wellness routine, because I always got to ask every man that steps steps foot in these spaces, like I and I because I want listeners, I want the audience to take actionable things away. And today you've already provided plenty. Plenty 
<laughs> in the way of actionable takeaways here. <laughs> but you personally, in your day to day, what are the things that ground you? Philosophy, first of all, uh, mindset, mm. you know, so um, and to step into this space, I'll say this, that I've learned. Um, if you win the morning, you win the day. Sketch out a plan to win your morning. The yeah. day, not always, but I'm going to say 99.99 tends to follow that morning. Now, you can turn it around, but you're at a disadvantage. Yeah. Start that morning strong. Go to bed with a plan. Do not wake up like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to cook. I don't know where I'm going to go. Listen, as T.D. Jake said, you might as well stay in the bed. (laughs) (laughs) Go to sleep with a plan. Win the morning. Dominate your morning, your day. And if you do your mornings, that's your life. If you make a plan, a commitment to have a plan for your morning, each morning you wake up, that's your whole human life for as long as God gives you on here on this terrestrial little rock spinning around the sun, spinning itself and then going through these ethers. When you're morning. So for me, I get up with a plan. I rise, I set my alarm clock, or if it's an easy day, I let myself rise. It's, I mean, the, these are things I write down. Start your eyes open with your gratitude. Just thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, universe. Thank you, Allah. Thank you, whoever you, you know, is this your supreme one. Um, you go through. Thank you for my breath. Thank you for my, my legs. Well, I mean, I'm like I'm doing this mumbling. Thank you, because what happens, and what we all know, the older you get, your mind. As soon as you come up, your problems are like vampires. Yeah, oh, yeah, bro. Soon as you vampires, and that's a good way to visualize them. They want your attention. They want you to pour with worry into a future that hasn't happened yet, and it's one you don't want. I'm going to say that again. They would like you to pour your imagination energy into a future that hasn't happened yet, and it's one you don't want, and to feed that. So you can't not combat, but turn your attention. Thank you. You can't hold... Gratitude has a more powerful vibrational force than fear and anger. Gratitude is penicillin for darkness mm. and fear Love and that. worry. So is action. Yeah. Start the action of gratitude. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I get up with my thankful. Give me some coffee. Coffee doesn't ask any questions. Coffee just understands. <laughs> Coffee just understands. Listen to them. They ask me bullshit questions in the morning. Like how you feel. Just give me what I need, right? Gratitude. I go, my action of gratitude. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for my kids. Thank you for everybody, my life. Boom, boom, boom. I go and I stretch because I'm my body got to be stretched. I'm, I'm getting old, so I got to stretch. Yeah, I'm, I'm right stretch there with Yeah, Crack the cracks. Then I meditate. Now that will, that's a, a, a an open ended for certain people. So, and in meditation seems vague, you know. Depending on your background, you pray. So you do your prayers in the morning. If you don't pray, then I would recommend you go through some affirmations. What is affirmations? Just you talking to your own motherfucking self, motherfucker. That's an affirmation. Speaking <laughs> to your you're like, what's an affirmation? Don't be stupid. A fucking affirmation. Talk to yourself in the morning. <laughs> And tell yourself what you want yourself to hear. Mm. I am grateful. I'm enough. I am worthy. I am deserving of the future I see in my heart and mind. I love myself. I love you, kiddo. 
If you don't do the prayer and meditation, didn't talk to your fucking self in the morning and give yourself the good word. Give yourself a pep talk. You heard of that shit, right? Give yourself a motherfucking pep talk in yeah. the morning. Yeah. Boom. After you do that, move your body. Change your state. You have endorphins. We can go into the, the, the science of what happens with workout. I mean, it's well documented. We got to get into that. Move your body. This is the only possession you have on planet Earth. Once you lose this, you're gone. I don't know where you go, but you ain't here no more, homie. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't yeah. no more, homie. Yeah. This is the only <laughs> possession you got. Fight me on it. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> give me your only possession. Move that bitch. Get in yeah. there. Yeah. Move it. You know, cool. <laughs> you know, and after I do that, you know, uh, and I, that for me usually happens at the beach. Mm. I go for a run on okay. my weekends, okay. you know. So I'll get up, do my thankfulness, stretch, do my prayers, and then I'll move my body at the beach. This is my perfect day. I go out there, run four miles. When I have a lot of time, I'll stop afterward, you know, I'll put my feet in the water and just, you know, thank God I'll sing my prayers out to the water, to the ocean. It brings me absolute peace. After that, I come home, kids are up. Why do you take them to the beach? Y'all motherfuckers get up too late. Daddy gets I go get it. I'm a New Yorker. Y'all are from yes, like your city. You from Sherman Oaks. You don't got this. I go get it. It's going to happen to you one day. But right now, you, you sleep until 11 on the weekend. Nah, I don't go down like that. I come home. I make waffles. You know, I make scrambled eggs. I make omelets. I love to make pancakes. You know, I'll cook for the kids. I always come back in the house with something to eat. You know, this is what this is one of the things that's going to be in their memory of their foundation of their childhood. Yeah. Their dad always walked into the door with something to eat, mm. feeding them, to mm. nourish them. It's just my favorite thing to do. It used to be Funyuns until I got scolded. I can't bring junk food in the house no more. I got, you know, I, I, I lost that fight. You know what I'm saying? I'm still <laughs> mad, but I still lost. <laughs> but actual facts, it's kind of hard to there you go. You know, fight. There you go. Yeah. I'm not as dumb as I wanted to be. You know, you, you hit me with a real fact. I'd be like, yeah, all right, fine then. Okay, no more Funyuns. You know, that's food product. That ain't even real food. I'm like, there you go. I wanna, Can't, it ain't. Un- yeah. Factual facts undefeated. Yeah, <laughs> they undefeated, dog. So, you know, I make waffles, I make pancakes, you have olive oil, you have avocado oil, organic eggs. So I feed the kids and they get up and we play music, man. Perfect day. Boom. And then after that, you know, we go on to um, whatever they wanted to. We had some family time. Maybe we go back to the beach. Maybe we watch a movie. Uh, Lazy Saturdays are the best. We used to do feet fight. They're too big for feet fight now. (laughs) We used to do feet fight on the couch. And they were kids. Oh, my God. Well, I would lay on the couch and they would run at me and jump on me. And my feet would repel them. And whoever can get to me through my feet would win. That used to be. And it still is one of the highlights of my life, having feet fight with my kids. You know, I lay on the couch and they would run through the living room and just jump on me. And I was like, crowd raising, you know, holding on the feet yeah, yeah, and yeah. pushing back. And we would do this, <laughs> uh, I feel like, forever. And oh, we'd man. watch Peppa Pig after that, you know. Peppa and, Pig, uh, that's my that's my daughter's jam, Peppa Pig. That's the jam, dog. That's the jam. <laughs> Peppa Pig, I'd be like, Daddy Pig. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, this is the life. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's magical. 
Yeah, it's a magical yeah, it space, and they'll change to you know different you know uh, different TV shows or different programs. You know, we love David Attenborough. You know, who's a great custodian of planet Earth. One of those, he's like the uh, the Lorax. He speaks for the trees. Yes, yeah, yeah. David Attenborough <laughs> is the Lorax. I love it. That man's life testament to planet Earth to the the celestial body that we're all spawned from is this un unmatched you know he's been doing this work for so many decades and so we watch all of his nature shows so we know him by heart you know yeah, yeah. um the, uh, you know the march of the penguins and stuff like that. these are the things you do and i so sometimes we put them on still because now that the kids are teenagers some going to college some in, in high schoolers it's still that ritual of lazy saturday is the best and then uh, i take their mama out for dinner and they don't there go with go. us, you know. I they don't cap go. off that Saturday. <laughs> y'all, we're going to get y'all pizza. And y'all going to stay home. I'm going to take my girlfriend out for a there little you dinner. And your there mama, you mind you. And we go out and have dinner. <laughs> and you have some adult time, you know. And that's the funnest shit, you know. Dating dates are still good. You got to date that woman. Whoever oh, your you partner is, you got to date them. Man, female. You better you date them. them. You, you better, better date them. Keep dating them. Yeah, so I, I take my girlfriend out for a date. They mama. And I only got one baby mama. Why? <laughs> I got two kids. I told her, girl, listen, I have two kids. She tried to get more. I was like, no. Two. <laughs> two in the world. That's my magic. So that's, yeah. that's my perfect day. My perfect day. <laughs> Damn, that felt that felt all kinds of good. I could resonate with so much of that. I love that. I appreciate you for sharing that. I appreciate for everything you shared in this conversation yeah. today, brother. Like I knew, I knew the New York thing would go. But right, right. this energy, this but that that hit. But this energy overall was beautiful, brother. And I'm I'm so appreciative of you sharing and just just so willingly put put yourself out here and 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 share the conversations and again share the wisdom that I, I know I'm taking in. I hope the folks that listen and watch take it in as well, and and it can resonate to some extent. And this is just, I mean, this is just a great energy exchange that I'm, I'm here for. I'm here for <laughs> always and forever. So whenever you want to come back, let me know. Let's do the damn thing. Let's do the damn thing. No. Re- receive <laughs> David, brother. Thank you for saying that, man. Thank you for the warm welcome. And it was great Absolutely. meeting you at, at the event, man. Your energy speaks, you know, you have our elegance about you, King and, and um, oh, thank you, brother. Uh, sweetness, thank you. man. You know, I said, you, in, in, instinctually, I'm an instinctual creature, man. So I, I relate to energy, you know. I just, I really do, you know. Same. That's Same. the vibes over. The vibes don't lie, dog. Okay, there you go. vibes there you go. over everything. I'd be like, I hear you talking, but I'm just yeah, looking yeah. at you. <laughs> I'm looking at you, and vibes over everything. You can change my mind in a second, and it's always changed by the vibe Ooh. of a person. Or a group of people, I walk in there with one idea of what they're going to be and what it's going to be like. And this has happened to my great disappointment and to a great joy. You know, I've gone yeah. in thinking it's going to be one way. And like, I, I've had so many disappointments and be like, you get in there, you're just like, bro, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, baby boy, but it's not what you <laughs> think it is. You, just, you walk out there like, I go, I come home, I'm like, love, babe. Oh, ah. You know, it could be a job, it could be a moment, you know, and then sometimes you, you know, you meet people, you don't, you, you don't know what to expect or you have an idea and then their vibe just shifts you, man, like mm-hmm. in such a way, it's like, 
oh wow and you know that was you know one of the things i love about um about the folks here man about cody and tommy man you know meeting them honestly man just mm. i'm a vibe person you know and it will shift me in a heartbeat your spirit but you know i feel it like that yeah you know, i feel it like that so thank you for uh, for making the space for me brother and absolutely anytime anytime and bleep out, the, bleep out the curse words. I'm not changing that. You know, that nah, shit. Nah, you know nah, nah. We, we keep it in. We keep it in. New York fire. We got to keep it hard. New York, all day, <laughs> yeah. every day, uptown. Bronx, <laughs> Spanish Harlem. Let's go. <laughs> Would I get comfortable if I feel there's, there's a there's an energy current, you know? You know, I, I just let myself be. I've been an actor my entire adult life, probably on television mm-hmm. my entire adult life, but I have not done a lot of interviews, you know, um, okay. using red carpets back in the day, TV guide, sure. shit that doesn't sure. exist anymore. Like, I, you know, I've done so much public publicity work before any social media even existed. So I watch social media like, oh my God, right? It still looks like a novel invention to me, dog. It still looks like a novel invention to me, dog. <laughs> I, I mean, a lot, so much of my work has been done before it even existed. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so yeah. sharing yourself intimately would only happen at, um, at like signing events. That's how old I am, dog. That's how long Dang. I've been doing the thing. You know, you, you are old. People. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you, 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 you a few years pretty. off from me. You, you're not pretty. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty though. <laughs> Black don't so, crack. Black no, don't today. crack. <laughs> and so this uh people you would share yourself, but it would be for me at, in public events, signings, mm. whatever, you know, meet and greets. So um this space of being able to, you know, share yourself, you you, not a character. I'm not in character, you know. You not you're yeah. not paying me yeah. to be here. You know, there's no script in front of me, but what comes out of my soul. And I find that people, especially dudes, dudes love this shit. Guys love to hear what you really are, not the character. And they love that. You know, they love your character. They love you on the South, whatever. I loved you as Marcel. You know, whatever. People love that stuff. But they also do, you know, love to hear from you. And I have found that space to be a beautiful one, you know. Yeah. And I appreciate hearing yeah, from you ali me ballers yes, people yes, make sure you connect with ali me on instagram and tiktok it's his full name a l i m i b a l a r d in the meantime don't forget to tell another brother king or queen about man to man so we can keep this revolution going and if you're liking what you're hearing give us those five stars and leave a review and if there's someone you want to hear like my brother right here hit me up on instagram with zicky w-a-s-i-c-k-i till next week fam peace love and vibes over everything we out (laughs) 